0: Welcome to me and you, an intimate conversation, reflection of some teachings from this week. For the past few months, I've been rising on Shabbat morning, which is Saturday morning in my life, and working with a few texts that are modern and mystical and alive they're based in the history and lineage of my people jewish people however y'all these teachings are for all of us right now in this moment in time so to land us in present time currently no matter when you're listening there is war and pain and suffering and grief and sadness and death right alongside spring renewal is happening here now birth energy and full moons equinoxes new seasons new months new ideas new creation and so we have these times which honestly i feel like are all of time like this is kind of how it is. Um, and so what do we do with all of that? And so I used to do these podcast episodes called Me and You that were just like heartful conversations from not planned, <laughs> not organized, not like fully thought through. It wasn't like an opportunity for me to like teach you something or share something per se, although I think that usually happens <laughs> with a conversation with me, given how I operate in the world. And so this is that, like, I want to bring this wisdom. I've been studying in the dark, in the quiet, alone, just like, wow, wow, wow. These are amazing ideas and prophecies and amazing reminders and so this is the integrated embodied spiritual living the the realness of it like the texture of a life of seeing things on the page or hearing things from nature and then bringing them into your life like that is what i love to do is to hear and learn and see things that my ancestors have practiced or um, studied or taught or been part of and then find my connection to them as i bring that forward i think it's one of the parts of my soul path or soul curriculum for this lifetime and so here we go today's teaching reminder conversation is coming from this week's um again parsha which is torah portion for again if we were only in a jewish context we would be talking about these weekly teachings that we go through over and over and over spiral and circle through our whole lifetimes we read the same books over and over and over and we are different and the season's different and the world is different and the way i study practice and love um some of the things i love about judaism is that it's always changing and expanding and it's alive in us and that it's up to us to keep writing creating visioning the kind of world that we want to see and be in and part of that is this responsibility of uplifting these words and teachings and so this week's invitation um and again okay so let me give you a little bit of background in terms of kind of mm, the blending of the like text that i'll be giving you and then also kind of my own like personal you know flair about it so i read three books every shabbat morning that have tiny um uh, commentaries, invitations, words about this week's portion. And so the three books that I will be pulling content for, um, for these me and you like intimate conversations are Torah Journeys, The Inner Path to the Promised Land by Rabbi Shefa Gold, The Five Books of Miriam, A Woman's Commentary on the Torah by Ellen Frankel, PhD, and Directing the Heart, Weekly Mindfulness Teachings and Practices from the Torah by Rabbi Yael Levy. And so what I do on Saturday mornings is I sit down, I make my warm water, and I sip that. Then I make delicious coffee with um, collagen and delicious farm milk, and I use Um, bulletproof coffee that's just like my favorite combination. And I go and I sit in this um, like lounge chair that I have in the living room with these three books and then also my journal for this week's tour portion so that I can jot down any ideas that I'm bringing to life. Side note, I... um, looked for something like what I'm doing in order to kind of like learn from and really couldn't find anything. And that's why I decided to start sharing these out with you is I was like, gosh, I wish there was like a woman talking about her life and the integration of these concepts so that I could find myself in this, in this wisdom and learn and grow and share through stories. So I couldn't find it. And thus, here we are. So one of the things I love to do first when I sit down is I look at the Hebrew word for the day, um, sorry, for the portion. This week it's Tav. And in one of the books, the translation, Hebrew is a very funny language with all of these different translations and meanings and interpretations, and it's so awesome that way. Um, And one of the books, actually two of them name this week commands. And so really talking about and thinking about the, the ways in which we're commanded. And then the other one names it blood. And so I just want to sit with that for a minute as a woman in a bleeding body, um, that the, the blood medicine and blood power and blood energy and wisdom of a lifetime is part of the woman's path. And so I'm just kind of pausing even before I've gone any further to recognize that um, there is blood um, going to be woven in. Now, later on, I learned that the relationship to this blood um, is not necessarily (laughs) female-based and or moon-based. That's a side note that this is much more about sort of ancient offerings and stuff that actually doesn't doesn't feel that relatable to me. So again, how can we take these words and this wisdom and transform it into something that we can relate to um and or where do we have kind of holes or like traditionally we would have these blood sacrifices or blood offerings um from animals and what happens when we want to when we want to honor the idea of offering and ritual um but elevate and uplift it into something that's more humane and, um, resonant for our lives. And so, for example, you know, um, a fire or incense or, um, I don't know, uh, you know, different things that you could kind of offer up a song, to be honest, is an offering, could be an offering. Okay, so here we are in commands, and I'm going to start with um, the Rabbi Alevi <sighs> So this is the one I start with every week. I go in order, one, two, three, the... Um, Directing the Heart, and then Tour Journeys, and then the Five Books of Miriam. You don't need to know all of that. It's just, I have a very, like, (laughs) academic, honoring, like, I just want to make sure that everybody understands that these are not my ideas. All I am doing as a kind of mystic scholar (laughs) is reading, interpreting, integrating, and then bringing them to you with my own flavor. So if I just want to keep honoring these incredible women who have um, brought these books into the world. It feels really important in sort of the lineage and ancestry and naming the shoulders that I'm standing on that this is not stuff I'm creating. And so I start with this Sav Commands, and um, I don't really personally relate to the Bible or the Bible verses or knowing exactly what book it's in. If you're someone who's like that, just send me a note and let me know. And I'm happy to add some of that into how I talk about these texts and how I talk about my own spiritual experience with them. But for the purpose of this me and you context that I want to create regularly, I'm not going to add in like Bible verses or the line um, per se, the the exactly where it is. Um, okay, so it starts with a fire shall continuously burn on the altar, and this is the main theme. What does it mean? Um, symbolically what does it mean to represent a fire shall continuously burn on the altar we have been called into holy service and for me i'm like wow yep that's life right there we have been called into holy service starting with this life this moment this day keep the fires burning every evening lay on the altar the offerings of the day and keep the fires burning Every morning, renew the commitment to tend the flames and keep the fires burning. Tend the fire that appears in the burning bush. We were in the wilderness on our way. And every time I hear we were in the wilderness, I just think of all the times in my life when I felt so lost and lonely and, and, And when I felt the presence of unknown. When out of the bush filled with flames, the Holy One called and said, I need you. Okay, so this right here to me is just kind of gives me the chills because I often live and think and pray around like how to serve the world through humanity and through my hands and my heart and creativity. And it doesn't often occur to me that I'm needed, that the divine needs me to. I need you as my partner. I need you to turn towards your passion and your courage. I just want to pause there. This idea that The divine needs us to turn towards our passions and our courage. So I can come into the world through your words, your deeds, and the work of your hands. So if spirit, presence, source, divine, shekhina, whatever you call it, is saying, I need you to And the way in which we'll dance this life together is through passion and courage, so I can come into the world through your words, your deeds, and the work of your hands. I need you, and I have great faith in you. I see who you are, I know your capacities. To think that Source or Spirit knows who we are and sees our blueprint, right, sees the true essence of who we are and our capacities. And that for so many of us, it's like the life stuff and the imprints and the pain and injuries and traumas and mind stuff blocks us from those capacities, but that there is a source, a spirit, a guide who knows your capacities and who you are. Take this fire and tend these flames. I need you. A fire shall continuously burn on the altar. And so this idea that every evening we're laying down, that, like the altar is our life, the offerings of the day are the memories of what we've done to keep the fire, the passion, the courage, the commitments burning. Tend the fire. Okay, this is a really important integrated part. A fire shall continuously burn on the altar. And thinking, I'm thinking of the body as altar here. I'm thinking of fire in my belly of courage, passion, strengths, potentials, gifts, possibilities, capacities. A fire shall continuously burn on the altar. Keep the fires burning by living with truth and passion, by speaking with courage and acting with integrity. Keep the fires burning by living with truth and passion, by speaking with courage and acting with integrity. And this is an opportunity to pause. And if you're listening... Think about in your life right now, in the past week or the past month or the past day, when have you lived into your truth and your passion? When have you used words of courage and when have you acted with integrity? And just pause and see yourself in your life, keeping that fire burning, the fire of truth and passion, the fire of courage and integrity. And just by asking that question, I see like myself in my life and all these scenes, right? Like a storyboard that pass by and it feels like a real hmm, just affirmation and validation that this fire that I can't always explain or the decision to speak with courage or integrity or not, if, if I decide not to do that why it feels so crappy. (laughs) And I stopped really, 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 really tried to stop doing that a long time ago because I did not like how I felt when I was not courageous and was not speaking and acting with integrity. So I would never say something on here or to a client or to a group. I would never share with someone something to do that might help them with their healing or their spirituality that I have not done myself. Or practice. Like, I just, that integrity piece is hmm, essential. Keep the fires burning with practice, with devotion, through commitment and care. And then for this paragraph, I kind of turn towards the week ahead. Okay, what do I have on my calendar the week ahead? Where's the practice? Where's the devotion? Where's my commitment? Where's my care? Towards these strengths, potentials, gifts, possibilities. And I <laughs> kind of like light up because I mean, I just have a lot of opportunities to keep practice and devotion and commitment and care alive in the relational field, in the career path, or whatever that means. The, the, I don't. That's a weird, that's a whole different podcast episode. But my life, my integrated whole embodied life, where's the commitment and care? And how about for you? Every evening, give thanks for the gifts of the day. Every morning, hear the call. I have great faith in you and keep the fires burning. Mm. I love this reminder. So, you know, when you get a chance to see that, what are your evening practices? What are your morning practices? Do you pause and give thanks for the gifts of the day? Do you pause in the morning and hear the call of the faith and keep the fire burning? I think of it, you know, I light candles every morning when I get up, it's dark. And that's the fire. It's like that my soul is on fire. That spiritual fire is burning. It's what calls me out of bed so that I can have that time with spirit in the morning with the divine. And it's really kind of like normal looking. Like I said, there's coffee and candles and books and perhaps a song, or I don't know. It's just like that's it. Like that's life. If this were my last week here with you all, there's a real sacred presence in the morning that keeps the fire burning. Let us tend the flames and keep the fires burning. Okay, so the next part I want to bring in for, and this part will be quite short. Now that I've done all this fire talk for you all, is I'm going to move on to now the layering of Rabbi Shefa Gold. That all, all of that was commentary and bits of pieces from Rabbi Ya'el Levi. I'm going to move into what Rabbi Shefa Gold says, which is. Without the consistency of this fire, all of our sacrifices, our holy work would cease. This fire on the altar of our hearts is the prerequisite for all spiritual practice. This directs us into the tending of the innermost fire. If the fire should go out, um, our you know this thisness, this beingness would be not worthy. So, I want to bring in these three pieces that she layers in on the ear we might hear and respond to the cry of the oppressed and to the still small voice within our own hearts so she's layering on these um, blessings that again traditionally in um, traditionally when this was you know put together there would be blood blessings um, of the ear, the hands and the foot. And so that's kind of, again, not the thing that I'm really focusing on for my own integrated, like, what are the gifts? What are the resonances? What I want you to hear is or listen for is, how does it feel to think of blessing your ears so we might hear and respond to the cry of the oppressed and to the still small voice within our own hearts? So that's that beautiful titration, that back and forth of the macro and the micro. The macro, can I hear and respond to the cry of the oppressed? And the micro, can I hear and respond to the still small voice within our own hearts that is so beautiful on the hands can we dedicate ourselves to doing justice and making beauty so look at your hands what kind of just work are they doing in your home in your community in your own work and what kind of beauty do they make with food, um, with caressing, with nourishment, with healing? And then on the feet, um, on the foot that we might walk carefully and deliberately on the path of pilgrimage. And one, you know, there's so many different definitions of pilgrimage. One of them is literal. Where, what kind of sacred ground are you walking and how are you honoring it? carefully and deliberately. And then metaphorically, this whole life thing is a pilgrimage. Like this whole sacred path that we're walking together is a pilgrimage. And then the last part that I want to weave in here before I log off is Tzav, the command, Ask us to enter within and inspect the condition of the innermost fire upon the altar of the heart. We are challenged to look at our lives and ask the the serious and probing questions about what supports that fire as well, about what supports the fire as well as what puts it out. The fire, listen to this part, y'all. The fire itself speaks to me and says, you must provide the spark. Be with the people who spark your creativity and enthusiasm. Keep reading and learning. Seek out places of beauty. Let yourself be challenged by difficult and interesting projects. Make music and colorful art. Travel to exotic places and find reasons to celebrate. See that I am listening the fire grows bolder saying, and I need space to burn. Spacious air, the breath of life, spirit, wind, open spaces. If you schedule every minute of your day, if you fill the silence with words, if you clutter up your life with so much stuff, how can you expect me to have enough space to burn? The fire begins to open to me, and I speak to her directly. What will you use as fuel? What keeps you burning? The fire flickers brightly at my question and whispers, the love that you give and the love that you receive, that is my fuel. For love is as fierce as death. No river can sweep it away. And one more thing says the fire, flashing righteously. You must remove the dead ashes every day. I cannot burn clean and pure if the refuse of the past, the refuse of the past is allowed to accumulate within you. Each morning you must remove that which is old and done. So much there around spaciousness, around fuel for our fire, around tending our inner fire, clearing out old ashes, old accumulation, old relationships, old identities, old trauma patterns, old, you know, the stuff that weighs our fire down. Can we make space for receiving? Can we clear space so there's this ongoing dance with our inner fire that is really fueled, sparked, and expansive with winds, air, the breath of life, spirit, force? Beloveds, this is a powerful teaching, and may these words and intentions flow with you through this week ahead. May our hands, heart, ears, feet, legs, all of our gifts and possibilities come alive, be born and tend and fuel and nourish our fire. Mm. Shabbat shalom.